So teach us, teach us about the anatomy of the fifth metatarsal and why it's called a Jones fracture and why it fractures. All right, well, we'll start with why it's called a Jones fracture because it's really unique, you know. There's a lot of fractures out there named after old white guys who were surgeons and wanted their <laughs> names on things. But uh, Jones was not only the first person to describe this injury, he was the, first, he was the patient. Wow. He was, a, he was a, in the military, and he injured himself dancing around at a military gathering. He twisted his foot. You know, in the morning, he woke up. He's like, ah, this is still, this is still bugging me. And at the time, no one believed you could break a metatarsal just by twisting your foot. It had to be like a carriage running over it or a crush injury. Uh, he, was in a, he was kind of poised in this unique situation where he was one of the first doctors to have an x-ray machine in his office in 1896. Wow. And uh, he actually was the first person to publish papers using x-ray in orthopedics in, in clinically to fish out a, bu a bullet that was in a 12-year-old's hand. Instead hmm. of having to dig around and dissect out the entire hand, he can localize it with the x-ray and go straight to it. So anyways, he hurt his foot. He got an x-ray and he was shocked. He broke his fifth metatarsal. Hmm. So he's, you know, this is unique, but then more and more people coming in with these sprains and twisting injuries to his office and he gets x-rays and they have broken fifth metatarsals. Hmm. So then he went on to publish this as the first paper on it. And uniquely his own x-rays were in the paper that he published. Wow. Can you distinguish for us, Max, the idea of a bone breaking because of an acute injury versus a bone that breaks because it repeatedly has been seeing the, the tiny earthquake? In other words, the acute versus the chronic, does, it, does the fracture occur in the same spot in the bone or is it a different spot in the bone? So typically, the more acute ones are more proximal and they tend to be a more of a, a, a avulsion type fracture where you get pull of the strong muscles of the peroneus brevis and you have the plantar fascia inserting on that proximal base. Mm -hmm. Those oftentimes are the acute injuries. Mm -hmm. Now there's debate out there as to whether or not you can have an acute true Jones fracture, which is more distal. The reason they occur from these, you know, tiny earthquakes or stress risers is that over time, your body constantly is putting weight on this, and it's, on the, it's the lowest part of the outside of your foot. Mm -hmm. You have these strong ligamentous attachments at the tuberosity, right at the base. Mm -hmm. And then distal to it, you have nothing. It's just kind of mm -hmm. free. And so there's this stress riser right at the just distal to where all those ligaments insert. Mm -hmm. So when this happens, it's just the body unable to make bone faster than the body keeps breaking it. Mm -hmm. That's how a stress fracture happens. So it's trying, it's getting loaded, and the body responds by putting down bone. But if you're big and heavy enough, like NFL linemen, where it's pretty common, uh, but we don't hear about it because no one really knows the names of the linemen, but they're the most common ones to have it because it's just so much weight at that base, and then there's this distal segment that just doesn't have the, the support. And just to translate a little bit, I want the listeners to think of the bone we're talking about as a yellow pencil where... When Max uses the word proximal or base, he's talking about the yellow pencil on top of your foot, let's say, where the point is touching the pinky toe and the eraser is touching closer to the ankle. So proximal or base, he's talking about the eraser and the metal ring of the pencil. 
And when he says distal, he's talking about closer to the tip of the pencil. Max, we understand that when we walk, our foot, our heel bone first makes contact, better known as heel strike. Our foot then becomes flat. We call that mid stance. And to, and to launch ourselves, propel ourselves to the next step, we call it toe off. We understand that if we deal with a stiffer soled shoe, we put less stress on the bones because the stiffness of the shoe launches us forward because there's less flexibility. The shoe does the work, if you will. And why is it then that people like Nike tell us that you should actually be running barefoot? And they made this crazy sneaker, which looks like a glove, if you will, for your foot that actually is better mechanically for running. Think about that question I just asked. Can you stay on for another segment? Because I want to hear the answer. I'll pay no a couple problem. of bills with some ads. Can you stay on, Max? Yep, I'm on. All right, so think about that answer. Stiffer sole shoe versus more flexibility in a shoe, which is actually better for us to prevent injuries? We'll get that answer from the great Dr. Max Mahalski. Coming up next on the Weekend Warriors Show here on 710 ESPN. <laughs> 